This is the Tribe of Millionaires podcast from GoBundance. The tribe of healthy, wealthy, generous people who choose to live epic lives. Listen Tuesdays for featured guests and Fridays for GoBundance member spotlights. But listen always to hear how our guests have grabbed life big. Now, here's your host, Jamie Gruber. What's up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome to the show. This is uh, another episode we're filming here in Park City, Utah at the 10th Annual Winter Adventure and Mastermind for GoBundance. And I've got the guy, the guy that launched a lot of what sort of the GoBundance brand has become over the last five, six years. An incredible story. Some of you may have heard of it, but most of you probably haven't. So we're going to get you updated on where he is. His name's Diego Corzo. He's sitting right here to my right. He's an investor. He's an entrepreneur. He's a realtor in uh, in uh, Austin, Texas. And he's the founder of Rat Race to Financial Independence because he exactly did that, became financially independent. So welcome, brother. Jamie, very excited to be here and excited to also share my story yeah, with everybody. Yeah, you're, you're, this is, this is going to blow some people away. So let's start from the oh, beginning. Man. You're still like eight. Oh, you're very young. <laughs> so there's not going to be that much to tell here. Like you go from, you know, whatever. but no, you're still a young dude. But give us, you got a lot of layers to your story. Give yeah. us from the kind of the beginnings on to where you are right now. The beginnings, yeah. So I am a dreamer. I'm a DACA recipient, 31 years old. Yep. And I own um, 46 rentals. I'm in three syndications right now. Um, but like I mentioned, as a DACA recipient, basically means that I'm undocumented, yeah. right? Uh, I came to the United States when I was nine years old with my family from Peru. We came here legally with a visa, but then um, we decided to overstay and I became undocumented. Mm. It didn't, even though I grew up understanding that I was undocumented, it didn't really hit me until I turned 15 years old, right? And there's obstacles that, that happened. I went to uh, the DMV to get my driver's license, like all my friends. Yeah. And uh, there they tell me, Diego, we cannot give you a driver's license with with the lack of papers that you have. Mm. So that's when my mom says, hey, you know what? There's gonna be a few challenges, but we'll try to overcome them. And uh, regardless of that, I put all my emphasis into school, graduated third in my class, mm. everything was going well, applied to universities, colleges, everywhere. And they said that due to my immigration status, I couldn't qualify for student loans or financial aid, won tons of scholarships, some were taken back, because of my lack of papers. So oh, even though wow. I won them, they were like, hey, psych, yeah, uh, we yeah. need you to show your green card. And I told them I don't have them. And so, yeah, so I couldn't get them. I had enough money to pay for college for one year, but then I, uh, I needed to figure out how, what I was gonna do for work, yeah. right? I go to college, I volunteer doing IT work. They wanna hire me. I'm like, great, this is gonna be my opportunity. I'm yeah. 19 years old. And uh, I go through the whole application process. Everybody's happy. Like, I'm like, okay, this is going to be my summer job. And turns out that they said, Diego, everything is looking good. We just need your work permit. I'm like, great. I go to my mom. Mom, I need the work authorization. She's like, we don't have that. Oh, so I'm like, crap. I'm 19 years old. Cannot drive, cannot work, cannot get student loans, financial aid, and all of that stuff. Um, but... I remember what my dad told me, that the U.S. is a land of opportunity, but it is up to us to find it, yeah. right? And yeah. I'm a big believer that if the door of opportunity is closed, I go through the window no matter what. 
So I found different opportunities, one of them being able to create my own LLC. So I was able to work as a contractor doing websites, small businesses, like for small businesses, nonprofits, and that, that's how I was able to pay for college. Interesting. Yeah. And then, um, and literally like it's summer, like it's, I lived in Florida, right, for 13 years before I moved to Austin. And literally just my bike was my only mode of transportation. This is pre-Uber, pre-Lyft, all of that stuff. Yeah. So I would just put a suit and a towel in my backpack, ride miles to meet with the small business owners or whatever to see if I can do their websites. Um, like I would sweat my butt off, riding my bike there, dry off with a towel, change into my suit, walk into the front of the building. Then as soon as it ended, go back and ride my bike back home, right? Wow, wow. So uh, I just had to do what I had to do to accomplish my dreams or my own version of the American dream. And then, um, then the Obama administration passes the DACA program as I was graduating. So I was able to graduate with two degrees, uh, top 1% of FSU. Wow. And General Motors happened to start hiring. What the process was, was that um, I told them that I would be able to move to Austin once my DACA documents would come because I would be able to graduate. Before that, I don't know what I was going to do because I didn't have a car. I had two degrees, but I didn't know what, like how much of, how much I could grow um, with the lack of a lot of different things. But I managed to convince, not convince them, but I got the job to move to Austin and Finally, at the age of 22, I was finally able to work and drive. Wow. At 23, just to sum up a, a bit of that stuff, at uh, 23, bought my first rental. That was also the time that I was able to meet the guys in abundance. By 26, became financially free. By 29, a millionaire. And now, this is where, where, where I am now, right? Yeah. But that's a little bit about my story, about where how I got started until... I quote unquote moved to Austin and all that stuff. I love the story though, because I, a lot of us, especially if we're born here, we win that birth lottery. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we play, I me included, we place obstacles in front of ourselves, or at least we perceive that these obstacles exist for us to be able to achieve something. Mm -hmm. You, I mean, I, it sounds like at some point it was like, all right, there's just, I can't get a car, I can't get the scholarship, which means I can't go to college. Even if I do, then what do I do with that? I can't get a work permit. I, mm -hmm. uh, what do you do? You're sort of like, almost like paralyzed in place as far as like progression. Yeah. But you found a way. The LLC is interesting. I didn't know that. You found a way to at least start that process. And I mm -hmm. believe, I think you do too, that when you start to take action like that, these opportunities like the Obama administration passing this, uh, uh, I forget what it's called, the, the act. Yeah, um, it was the executive order for the DACA program. Right, right. So all of that happening, like, and you just, you were there, you took advantage and you kept moving and you, mm -hmm. you've moved from there, which is incredible. But at 23, mm -hmm. you moved to Austin and you said you bought a rental property. Later than, yeah, like at, I, I, at 23, I did. At 23 yeah, years 23. old. What was, what was behind that? What made you say, you know what, I'm going to buy a rental property. Now. You just went to college. You got this IT thing, GM. Right? Like where did a rental property come in? That just sounded left field when you said it to me. Yes, yes. Um, so in college, I went to an event and there it was when they explained to me like the power of the rich that poor that mentality. Sure. Pascal Wagner, who's my best friend, um, he went to a previous event before that and he threw me a book. He's like, dude, I just read this book. Definitely check it out. Yeah. I opened it. It was Rich Dad Poor Dad. I read it. Mm -hmm. And that book, so I was 21, 
23, I bought my first rental. Yep. Um, that book taught me two things that you can either trade your time for money or make your money work for you. Yeah. So I knew that in the beginning, because I, I started from zero, I knew that I, was, I had to trade my time for money, but I began to see money as employees or money that I can make it work for me. And, uh, and I knew that that was going to be the plan. Now, my goal after reading Rich Dad Poor Dad was that I wanted to own 10 rental properties by 35. <laughs> and I have super passed that goal. Now. Yeah. But, uh, but that's how it started. I knew that I wanted to buy one a year kind of thing and, uh, and go from there. At 23 to have a goal for 35, I placed myself in that time. No way. 35 was 80. You know, like to be 35 at 23 is, is eons away. It's decades away. Yeah. What do you attribute that to? Is it, is it the fact that you've had to, that you had that, you know, your immigrant story, the way you've had to go through what you've had to go through, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the, the bicycle with, the, with yeah. the suit in the bag. Is that part and parcel as to why you had that kind of vision? Did you always have that maybe growing up, like this delayed gratification? I, I'm kind of curious. The delayed gratification, yes, I had that because I knew that, a lot of the work that I was putting in, things will always take a little bit longer. Like I always had to work a little bit more just to get creative, to do the things that I wanted to do, right? Yeah. Especially having the lack of resources that, that I had um, to get creative. But I figured that just for that specific goal, that it was something that would be realistic for me to be able to just, I was 23, I was 21 and I was like, okay, I can save some money a few years down the road and then start investing. And I was like, to get to 10, one a year, that will seem realistic. And then from there, I can have some passive income and all of that stuff. What'd you learn from that, that realistic? Like, what is realistic to you today? Not, now, not realistic. specifically like what the goal is, but how do you define it? Well, realistic, that's a good question. It would be something that I know I can accomplish with enough work by myself. Yeah. But I can, if I leverage, that realistic, I think, becomes even higher. Mm. Talk about that. Leverage. Leverage. What, describe leverage. Yeah. So leverage is being able, so number one, making your time, making your money work for you, yeah. right? So that's one form of leverage, right? The capital. I feel, and that is the word of this year, that's my word. Leverage. Leverage. And it's all about how can I leverage my connections, my time, my money, my investments to create more impact yeah. to my community. And, um, and by leverage means, I, how can I accomplish more in by trying to see what I can multiply with the resources I have? Number one is time, right? Money. It's that who, not how yeah, sure. mentality, right? And, and at the end of the day, it's super important because Elon Musk, for example, if he didn't have Peter Thiel, mm to create the companies before Tesla to sell all of that stuff, he wouldn't be able to create Tesla and SolarCity, all SpaceX, of that. SpaceX, all that, yeah. Apple. Yeah. Without Steve Wozniak, Steve Jobs couldn't have created Apple, That's right? True. So there's always that who. And I'm a big believer that there's always who's in place that you can put in. And Ty Lopez, I got the opportunity to go to his house back in like in 2017 with two GoBundance guys. It was awesome. Yeah. He shared that if you set a goal to find a who once a year or once a quarter, you might have to pay to be in that room. You might have to 
like pay for your time, volunteer, do whatever. But if you find, or you make that stretch goal to find a who in your life that can change your life mm. one a year, you will see that trajectory of how your life is going to evolve. Um, and from, and since from that moment, I'm always trying to meet that who every, every year. And when I look back, I can tell you who are those potential people or things that happen, um, that I was, that now have attributed to the person that I am today, the businesses that I have today and all of that. Who are those who's? Give me a couple of who's in the past that you attribute the success you've had today. Yeah. Cause I'm kind of curious about when you say who, like mm -hmm. where they are to you, are they peer, are they above mentor, yeah. are they below employee? Like give me yeah. some of those who's. Yeah. And it's interesting because I'm going to share a few yeah. and they are just like you said, they're everywhere yeah. from, from, from that spectrum. Number one, Adam Carroll. I met him. He was the first guy that introduced me to personal development. Um, he shared a quote. He said, Diego, you should build a bigger life, not a bigger lifestyle. Mm. You should build a bigger life, not a bigger lifestyle. And that's how I, that was the motto that I've lived my whole life by because I knew that a little bit of that de delay gratification yeah. was that sure, I can, I was making 5,000 a GM. I was 23. I'm like, I can live downtown if I wanted to or whatever, but I still decided to rent a room, yeah. right? Because I knew that I wanted to invest in the future. So build a bigger life. Um, and that deals more with experiences and stuff. Um, Pascal was another who in the beginning, I couldn't qualify for student, like for any kind of loans, sorry, like for like to get into conventional loans to invest. Sure. And I was under contract in a property in Austin. And I told them, look, I don't have a green card. Can I buy a house? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm part of the DACA program. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, a week before closing, they're like, hey, we need to have your green card. And I'm like, I told you from the beginning. And they're like, sorry, you cannot close on it. Mm. Right. So then, and Pascal has been my best friend since high school, but that who like, if I'm talking about like years, like his dad and him were able to lend my dad and I $50,000 that I was able to buy my first property. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, okay. So that's now we're talking like that was 2011, 2012, 2013, um, go abundance. I mean, go abundance in 2014 and they gave me an opportunity that changed my whole life. And I'll share that story later, yeah. but uh, but that was one, right? Go, like the guys in Go Abundance, you guys have been my mentors from the age of 23. Um, meeting Victor Nino, uh, the realtor that now became my business partner on the real estate team yeah. was amazing. Um, 2019, Andres, uh, he's an agent in my team. He call, called me and now he's one of the top agents in, in the team and he's 26 years old. Wow. Two years in, he's going to sell like 38 his goal this year is to sell 100 properties. Last year, he sold 38. Wow. And uh, he cold called me. I helped him get into like his first couple of house hacks, stuff like that. Rad race to FI. I meet, I meet Felipe Mejia. Yeah. Um, and in 2019, again, and uh, being on the BP podcast was like life changer for me. Sure. And I meet Felipe and we create Rad race. And so that was another who. Sure. So small stuff like that. And then now my who in 2021, late 2021 to 2022 is Ward. He's my chief of staff now. Wow. And uh, so I'm, I'm evolving as, I, as, I, uh, as I'm doing so many different things. Yeah. And learning or imitating, not imitating, but 
seeing the success leaves clues for the guys in GoBundance, right? Yeah. And I know that Osborne has Matt King and, he's, and I've seen the growth of Osborne and I've seen the growth of Matt King um, as, the, as his chief of staff. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. Why not me, right? right? So, um, so yeah, so wow. those are wow. some of the who's in, my, in cool. my life. That's cool. So yeah, I, I think people get lost in who sometimes. I know I did when I first heard the concept of like, I need to hire people. And it's like, well, where do I get the money to hire people at the level that I need people to be? And you know what I mean? Like those sort of mm -hmm. things. But, but who is mentor, who is coach, who is trainer, who is, you know, peer, who is partner, who is all of that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. These different people in your life that you prioritize finding yeah. can really unlock you. Yeah. And oh. it can be mentors, right? Like sure. it can be people that I'm paying or it can be people that I'm partnering with yeah. at the end of the day. It's like, there's a big spectrum. Yeah. hundred percent. We were talking in the hallway a little bit, uh, before you came along, Joe and I were talking out there about, um, uh, the seeds planted and then being impatient about like, I want the damn tree to grow now. Right. Like, but I mm -hmm. feel like, all right, when I reflect and think about it, there are seeds that were planted and I know they're going to take some time to grow. Yeah. You talked about delayed gratification. I don't feel I share that skill or that, uh, that same thing. Mm -hmm. Do you get impatient? And if you do, how do you overcome that? So if you ask my mom this question years ago, I was super impatient. As she would always tell me, you're not patient. You're not patient. Now I have grown to have the patience just because I know based on my situation that there's a lot of things that take a little bit longer. Sure. And so you just get a little bit like, okay, hey, that's, that's the way it is. What can I do in my situation to not let that be a limiting thing, but what are other ways to accomplish things? Yeah. For example, the DACA stuff, right? There's still no solution. There's no nothing. It's been years. Um, but having the patience that, hey, it might come in the future, but not letting that limit me. Mm. I also know that having the patience to be able to understand that by planting the seeds, right? I'm a big believer that like, I come from the abundant mindset and by not having the scarcity mindset, I know that things are going to work for me. Makes sense. And because I have that mentality now is I am okay with being patient because I know that the world is conspiring to help me out no matter what. It's yeah. just at a certain time that sometimes I am not the one that decides when that happens. Makes sense. I can do as much as I can to make that or to shorten the curve or whatever. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, if there are things that I cannot control, I let them be. But I do the best that I can with what I have. You, uh, you also rooted... I think earlier you were saying that you're, you know, you're, you're doing purposeful work in the interest of service. Like the first thing you said was, how do I serve this community, mm -hmm. right? How do I serve others? And I think that's part and parcel to your massive success over the last, you know, I mean, many years, but especially recently, you're starting to really accelerate. And that's really mm -hmm. cool because you're looking at how you can give, how you can give, how you can give, uh, which is really, really neat to me. So honoring mm -hmm. you on that. Thank you. Talk about, go ahead. Oh, but that started as a way for me to give back to number one, because of, people that may not have had the same opportunity that I had because by being my by being in that room with the guys in Go Abundance yeah. back in 2014. Yeah. Like and being like that's something that not many people, especially millennials or people like me that are undocumented, Latinos, whatever, um, we don't have that opportunity. But how can I learn from the guys in Go Abundance and give that back? Yep. That for me is like my mission is like, why can I, like if I can help other people have the opportunity that I was given or the mindset, just the mindset and help them, give them accountability. Um, I feel like I can change 
a lot of people's lives yeah. that way. You have, you, you know, your participation in Emerge does that for sure. Rat race, all of that you've done there. I, I remember telling you recently, I saw this picture of an event you put together. I'm like, how many people are in that room? Mm -hmm. My God. So you built this thing big and fast, which is yeah. awesome. Go back to that 2014 meeting. Let's kind of go there. How did, yeah. How did a guy, because at the time you weren't a millionaire, you were no, you probably, dude. what was your net worth at that 25, point? 25, 30,000. 30 grand. So you're $30,000 in net worth and you show up in the tribe of millionaires and you show up in GoBundance. Mm -hmm. How'd you do that? All right. So I listened to a podcast by Pat Hyben. Mm -hmm. I was wanting to become a realtor. I was like studying. I was getting my license. And I listened to a podcast with Pat Hyben and he talks about the people that you surround yourself with, all of that, like the power of that, having a mastermind, this and that. And he mentioned GoBundance. So I reached out to him on Twitter and I mentioned, hey, Pat, my name is Diego. I'm 23 years old. I'm getting my license with KW, like, and I'm going to be working with KW. Um, I'm going to start part-time. Uh, and I'm in Austin, Texas. And he's like, oh, I know some people in Austin, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mentioned, you mentioned in your last podcast that you talk about GoBundance and, and the mastermind. Can you explain what that, what that is? And he's like, yeah, it's a group for millionaires that like to achieve financial independence. It's, he, he mentioned entrepreneurs and um, that talk about financial independence, accountability, health, and adventure. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want in. Um, but when he said like millionaires, I was like, oh man, whatever. I'm going to go on the website. I'm going to fill up a form so that I can learn more about it. Fast forward a week, I get an email from Tim Road. So this is back in the day, yeah, right? right, right. Uh, I get an email from Tim Road. He's like, hey, we'd love to jump on a call with you. I'm like, sure. I call him and uh, I mentioned a little bit about my story of being 23 years old, my DACA stuff, whatever. And he's like, Diego, you don't know me, but one day you're going to be speaking at my conference. And I'm like, who the heck is this dude? Like, I don't know anything. And it turns out that that was one life fully lived. Like, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, but he's like, all right, well, I like, where, I like where you're going. And I mentioned in the email that I mentioned to GoBundance, I mentioned Jim Rohn. I'm like, I'm the big believer that you're the five people that you surround yourself with, which is why I want to learn more about this and all this other stuff. So they saw or at least Tim saw that I had some kind of initiative, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he sends me, okay, let me, let me tell everybody, like the, the, the elders of GoBundance that I spoke with you and let's see if you can come to a future event. It's like, cool. A week goes by and he sends me an email. He's like, hey, can I give you a call? I'm like, sure. He, he and I spoke and he tells me, look, Diego, go abundance. We, you can come to Osborne's house. We're going to do an event in August. Mm. It's going to be you and 12 other people. They're all millionaires. You'll be one of the only ones that's not. Do you, do you want to come? And I'm like, heck yeah, let's do it. This is my opportunity. Right. So I go to the event in August and everybody's inter introducing themselves. They won. And they had to go. They had to say what their name was, what they do, their net worth, all of that. So Osborne starts, he's like, my name is David Osborne, blah, blah, blah. My net worth is 40 million. Other people go 5 million, 2 million, 1 million. They come to me and I'm like, Diego, I'm, I'm like, I'm Diego, I'm 23 years old. And my net worth is 25,000. Yeah. And they were, they laughed and they're like, who the heck can let this kid in? Yeah. And, um, but after the weekend, after the five day event, they pulled me out to the side and they said, look, Diego, we created GoBundance for millionaires, but we yeah. want to help you out. Yeah. We want to mentor you will you be our first apprentice? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't know where this is going, 
but we want to mentor you. And I was like, heck yes, right? Yeah. But then they saw the skill that I had, which was IT, software, web design, email campaigns, all of that stuff. So they gave me membership. I had to pay, yeah. but then I also, uh, I also contributed. So I saw how I could be valuable, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm being valuable to them. They added value to me. And dude, two weeks later, I was flying on David Osborne's private plane. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. And I turned 24 years old at his house at that event. And I told him, I'm like, guys, today's my birthday. Um, like my life is not going to be the same after this. And uh, yeah, it was amazing. I talk to a lot of people about, about becoming GoBundance members. People apply. I'm one of the people that will get on the phone and talk about it. And I love mm -hmm. those conversations because I get to meet really cool people. But a commonality I hear from qualified members, potential members, people that are at a million plus net worth, is I don't know if it's right time for me to join because while I qualify, I don't know if I, I need to be further along before I join this tribe. You were $25,000 net worth. Mm -hmm. Knowing what you know now, Going back to then, you tell me, if you had the opportunity to join a $100 million mastermind today, where your net worth is, which is not at $100 million, would you do it? Same thing. Would you, would you stretch that far? Like, so does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. I, I always wonder about the mindset of like, well, I'm at 1.2, 1.3, 1.4 million, 1.5 million. Ah, maybe I shouldn't join GoBundance even though I qualify, but you did it at 25,000. What do you say to that person? I would say that your only limiting belief is that you do not think that you're in that you belong in that room, yeah. right? But, and I had these conversations with other people too, is, and again, it dealt with delayed gratification. And I told them this, I am like, I've already become a millionaire. Like I already have that, like I'm already there. I've already become the person in my habits, in my mind, in with my, with the resources, how I'm deploying my, my capital. Yeah. I've already become a millionaire. It's just that the money hasn't showed up in my pockets yet. Right. right. right? And yeah. that's super important because I was talking with one of the GoBundance guys. This is in 2016, 2017. And he's like, Diego, how do you do it where like you don't get frustrated that maybe you come to events and you're not at the million dollar mark yet because he, had, he was going through that too. He's like, man, I come to events, but I'm not growing as much or whatever. And I told him, look, I don't compare my chapter two in life, which is where I am, to somebody chapter 10. Mm. I cannot compare that, but I know that that's where I'm going. So that's just my belief. And that again is delayed gratification, I guess, right? Yeah. It's like, I know that it's coming, yeah. um, just give it a little bit of time. You talked about giving uh, of the resources that you have, IT, email campaign, all mm -hmm. of that stuff. That's another, that's another uh, pain point for some guys when I talk to them about, like, you know, they're of a mindset. They have the go abundance, but like, I want to I do this, but I want to be able to, I want to contribute, but mm -hmm. I don't feel I'm at the level to be able to contribute. How do you, how do you, how would you coach somebody on that? Like, I don't know that I have enough value to give to a community like this. What would you say to that person? Yeah, I would tell people or to, to that person that everybody has an unfair advantage. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody at any point in their life. And that unfair advantage might, might change. It can be money. It can be time. It can be knowledge. Um, it can be connections. Like just because you may not have, or just because you might think that, hey, I don't, I don't know if I belong into this room, but shoot, you might be in a market that a lot of people want to invest in, right. right? And then now now you become that resource, right? And that is your unfair advantage, yeah. right? So for me, in the beginning, it was time. I had a lot of time. Yeah. So I partnered up with people. Pascal was one of them where he lived in Colorado. He partnered up with me to buy homes in Austin to run the buy the room. I had the knowledge. 
I had the like the real estate knowledge, the market knowledge. He had the capital, mm. right? Yep. Great partnership. Now I own 15 Airbnbs in the Smokies. And with that, I am the money partner. And um, yeah, so that's so that's it. where we are. I love the unfair advantage point. Because you're right. We all have one. We just don't. We don't believe whatever our unfair advantages has value. You know, like you mentioned connector. That's my, that's what I feel like my gift, my unfair advantage is. Like I, yeah. I'm really good at meeting, understanding stories, keeping that in mind. And then I can take that story and say, oh, wait a minute. What do you have going on? Uh, let me get you with Diego. Cause Diego is actually looking for exactly what you're doing or vice versa or whatever. But I never thought of that as like a gift or a skill or an advantage or, or something that I could offer value with. I just thought of it like, yeah, okay. Hi, Diego, meet this other person. It's no big deal, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, everyone has that unfair advantage. I like that a lot. I yeah. like that a lot. Um, all right, let's talk a bit about Rat Race. So mm -hmm. you went on the Bigger Pockets podcast. We had this chat in wherever we were, Breckenridge. I, I, can't, I was blown away by how you did this, but you go on the Bigger Pockets podcast, a lot of outreach. I was on there as well. A lot of people came, came to me on that, but, um, but your story's a lot more compelling. So I can imagine with the incoming that you had. So tell me about how this all came to be. What is Rat Race? What are you trying to accomplish and where is it today? Yeah, so Rat Race is sort of like the community um, that I have. And we basically help people get out of the Rat Race to achieve financial independence through real estate. Now, that came to be because I had so many people, so many people reached out after the BP podcast. And uh, it was just the best way for me to provide value to them along with Felipe, uh, in being able to share our knowledge. And it started by testing it out for 90 days, because we could do anything for 90 days, sure. right at the end of the day. Sure. And it was creating a partnership so that we could see if we would be working well together, if we wanted to build a brand, and if I also wanted to go into type of like coaching and stuff like that, because I didn't know, like that's something that I wanted to do, but I didn't know if I was gonna like it. Yeah. So we started with like a 90-day program to get your first rental or buy your next property. Right. And then it turned into like the Rat Race to a five mastermind. And now we're two years in and we basically help people get through their first couple of rental properties or grow their portfolio by giving them accountability, giving them the connections and giving them different strategies. You're basically helping them get over analysis paralysis. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, what is the, what is the, if you're a member of Rat Race, give me kind of like the, what does it look like day to day, week to week, month to month? Yeah. So we have two calls a week, uh, Mondays and Wednesdays in the, in the evenings. We have a Slack channel community, which is amazing because then everybody's talking. Yeah. Uh, we have a Facebook group and now we have, um, we have calls similar to how they do in GoBundance. We have, we have calls directly for wholesaling, short-term rentals, realtor accountability, house hacking. So we're teaching and then um, Felipe and I teach Mondays and Wednesdays and then we are empowering other leaders within, within, within the mastermind yeah. to create, to lead their own calls. Very cool. um, so, so it's awesome, Very it's cool. awesome. And what we teach is basically the lessons that I have learned from GoBundance to basically, it's like, hey, you can become the person that achieves financial freedom. Like that's, we're not gonna, like, again, I'm, I'm a big believer that, you're, that you become and then you achieve it, yeah. right? And this is something that Jim Rohn also says. It's like, success is not something you, you, you pursue. Success is something you attract by the person you become. 
So that. I've always had that in the back of my mind, and that's what we teach. You've grown Grat Race to be a, a significant community. I'm, I'm I'm blown away by what you've done. You also contribute some time uh, within Emerge. So yes. every every Thursday morning we have what we lovingly call Dawn with Diego. Dawn with Diego. <laughs> Do you want to share a little bit about what you try to accomplish on those calls every Thursday? Yeah. So with with Emerge, it was one of my opportunities to also help. Um, bring value to the the same way that the GoBundance guys help me. Yeah. Uh, I'm able to help the next generation of people that want to become a millionaire, yeah. right? So every Thursday, I basically share things that are going on in my life, things that are going on as my investments. As I invest in myself and my personal development, I get to share that with them. Yeah. And I feel like it gives them an opportunity to, to learn from somebody who is in GoBundance, but that is also like that I'm still growing, I'm still working on on different stuff, right? So I get to teach them that. And it's really cool, yeah. really cool. It's, sometimes it's strategy, sometimes it's mindset stuff. Sometimes it's, yeah, I mean, it goes super deep depending on what's going on. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. I see you at almost every one of these events. Mm -hmm. You've been coming for years. Yeah. What is the value you get from being at, you know, a Park City or a Steamboat or wherever we've seen each other? What's the what's the value that you seem to derive each time? Do you and how do you get that? How do you derive? How do you make sure that you get value from being here? Yeah. So a lot of it has to do by having the right conversations, being as purposeful as I can with the conversations that I want to go to, like that I want to have connecting with with the members that I feel like that I can learn from. Mm. But I also come from the perspective of what can I give, right? Because by being a ambassador like for five years within GoBundance, um, I was able to speak to so many people. Like I'm member 33 in GoBundance, wow, right? Wow, yeah. So when we look back, it's like I've been able to meet a lot of people. So I can provide value by connecting them. Yeah. Like similar to how you connected me with uh, with with like other members too. Yeah. Um, I can provide that to to other people, uh, but then on my end is more. As as I've evolved, and I was sharing this with with a few of the guys here, is every time that I've come to GoBundance, I'm in a different stage of my life. Yeah. Um, I've never been coming and like not doing something not different, but I'm, but I'm growing. Right yeah. in the beginning, it was like, "Hey, how can I quit my job?" Right, and right, I was right. talking to as many people, "Hey, when do you know when is the right time to quit your That's job?" Right? When yeah. when do you do that? The next time, by the second time, I have quit my job. Now it's like, okay, how can I be a great real estate agent? Then it was like, okay, how can I create systems so that I don't have to work as much and leverage other people, like hire people, leverage systems. Yeah. Then it became to be like, okay, how can I continue to invest and grow my portfolio? Yeah. Now it's more, now in 2022, it's like I'm having conversations on how to raise capital, yeah. how to raise money, right? Complete different than in 2016 when I was like, or 2015, how do I quit my job? Um, so coming to the event, one of the reasons why I keep on coming is because I'm always learning and growing and having different types of conversations. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, just you and I talking last night about that capital raising, something that we're both sort of diving into a little bit newer at or whatever. And there's a common connection that we have that we, you spoke to today, it sounds like. Like those conversations, like the stage time is great, right? People yeah. on stage, the structured interactions, the the one sheet shares, the, the, the bull versus bear panels, awesome. Love them all. But to me, always the value is there's that one, maybe two, maybe more conversations that you have 
with the intention set. Like you said, you intent, your intent to come in was to give and connect whatever you can do. But also, hey, I've got this, I've got th this season of my life is around capital raising, right? Like you said, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a, a couple seasons, but out of the job about a year now, um, trying to grow my brand, trying to grow sort of in that space, mm -hmm. building horizontal because I don't feel like I'm in a good place there. I, I haven't prioritized that as much. I, I prioritize more lifestyle freedom. So getting it, the conversation with, with uh, Scott last night about mm -hmm. an opportunity to invest in something that might have a lot of, right? Like it, yeah. All of that stuff is yeah. what... I derive value from. And yeah, I mean, I, I was excited to see you learning about taking notes on the stuff that at the last one, the same guy gave, you know, like the, the guy I connected you to, Derek, right? Yeah. Like, he gives me all this great advice. I'm taking all these notes. And then I feel like, oh, here, let me share you with you, not knowing what the hell I'm talking about, but uh -huh. at least go talk to this guy, Derek, because he knows mm -hmm. what he's talking about and you get all this information. So exactly. And everybody's helpful. That, yeah. That's the one that's thing the here, right? And piece, it's like yeah. the level of conversations. That's why it's super, super, super important is like surrounding yourself with people that have that level of conversations that have a different standard. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 100%. and like you said too, it's like the conversations that happen in the hallway, like super grateful that I was sitting, like I was standing right by your side. And then I was like, hey, Jamie, I have a quick question. And yeah. then boom. We went into yeah, it. Now yeah. Now then the other opportunity um, about the applications and all that stuff. Yeah. I already spoke with with the other guy that's raising the capital, yeah, yeah. I already spoke with him this morning and I'm like, okay, now my job is, okay, if I want in creative, how I don't have the money right now. Yeah. But I'm already thinking, okay, how can I partner up with somebody to actually get into those investments? Yeah, I've got the, I've got the email in my inbox too with like, hey, you said you wanted in here. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. we're looking at it. But um, very cool, man. This is always inspiring to talk to you. And it is cool to see you're growing at such a fast rate, the progression. Every time we have a discussion like this, offline, online, whatever, it's always like you're, you're exponentially moving ahead. So yeah. always inspiring. Let's do some one sheet stuff. So you started out with $25,000 in net worth, 23 years old in 2014. Yeah. We're about seven, eight years later. Uh, give me an idea. Where's net worth today for you? Net worth is around 3.1, 3.2. 3.1, 3 3.2. And you hit a million when? In... June 2020. So that was a year, a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. two and a half years ago. Yeah. Two and a half years ago. So you went from mm -hmm. one to 3 million, just like that. You tripled your net worth after six years of, of going to a million, you tripled your net worth in the last year, two, yes. two years or whatever, right? Yes. Crazy. It's, been, it's been crazy. That's amazing. It's been, it's been crazy, but it's been, I, I would say I got lucky a little bit because of equity. Yeah. Right. Um, I've worked my butt off too and creating multiple streams of income. That's been really important. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, super blessed to being able to have invested in the Smokies with a business partner who thankfully he is. He gave me an opportunity to to invest with him and boom, like that market has skyrocketed to an equity. Austin has skyrocketed in equity too. Um, so that has something to do with it. Um, but also just the opportunities that I've been able wow. to... Yeah. to create and you've invested like too right people could wait I, i've waited forever to invest my money right it wasn't mm -hmm. just a priority it was a job 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 so yeah you invested you planted those seeds and you know planted those seeds right? from the part of like sacrificing right where i was making good money i was still like house hacking and renting out the rooms and all this stuff because i knew that years on the road that money i was going to be able to leverage right and now i can do stuff that some of my friends my co-workers for example like back in the day 
they may not have seen like what what my vision was. They may not have understood it about right. why I did different things. Right. right? Yeah. How right. about horizontal income? How many streams right now? And if you're comfortable sharing, where is horizontal income? Yeah. So right now I'm around 46 doors. Okay. 46 doors. Um, if everything goes well, um, yeah, I mean, 46 doors and three syndications. Yep. Um, horizontal income, I will be probably around 12,000 a month um, here pretty soon. Very cool. Amazing. Where does that put you at percentager-wise? Over a hundred by yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't spend that much from that perspective. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, I mean, I invest right in different ways, like in life insurance and stuff like that. And I send, I send some money to Peru to to my to my grandparents, stuff like that. Um, so by adding those things, it does add up. Yeah, sure. Um, as like fixed expenses that I just do either to contribute or to invest. Um, but yeah. It's been it's been good. good it's been you, good, man. amazing, and it's only going to grow from there. Let's yeah. go to uh, let's go to health. So, what do you do from a standpoint of diet, exercise? Give me kind of an outline there. Yeah. So, Orange Theory, twice a week. Oh yeah. Why? Why Orange Theory? Uh, it gives me an opportunity to like challenge myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm in a group of people. I like being in groups. Same. Yeah. And uh, I like when I'm on the treadmill. And like, I, I like a little bit of the competition of like the people right next to me when we, when we go yeah. all out. I'm like, all right, I'm going to continue running. Like I'm going all out. Um, yeah, that, that, that extra push, that extra competition, I really like. And then I love to run. Yeah, it's so. funny. I do the spin class thing, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. I like going there. People say Peloton. I'm like, no, nah, I need to be in the room, mm -hmm. one. Too, this, you know, there's some competition there. Like, you know, yeah. it's me and all the ladies, but whatever. <laughs> I'm competing with them anyway. And yeah. um. I like that I don't have to think about what my exercise is going to be. Mm -hmm. Go to the gym and I still do that, but it's like, all right, what am I going to do today? Yeah. How many sets? Try, like some ladies yelling at me to do what I'm supposed to do. I get a 45 minute intense workout. I go home and I haven't had to make any decisions in that. Exactly. So it I makes really life like a lot easier. So yeah. I like that and running. I enjoy yeah. running. How about, uh, how about diet? What's, uh, what's the diet look like nowadays? Diet, I like to eat a salad a day for sure. Um, sometimes I don't eat in the morning, just a coffee. Yeah. Um, to like noon. I just did a five-day juice cleanse oh, wow. a week before coming here. Yeah. I like to do one every single year um, just as a detox, just as a startup. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge too yeah. because I'm like, all right, it's juice only, green juices. Uh, some may have like a little bit of like apple or some like apple juice or whatever, but everything else is like no sugar. Hmm. So it's like parsley, cucumber, kale, and yeah, I just have to like chug it sometimes. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's good. Yeah. It's good. Good for you. Yeah. On the relationship side, uh, still mm -hmm. Austin's most eligible bachelor? Oh man, I'm still single. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> where, where are you with that? Is that something that's a priority for you or is it like if it comes, it comes? Kind of give me an idea. Yeah, so I'm going to be more like this this year in 2022, that's something that that I'm going to be more, I want to spend a lot more time into that because some, some, sometimes that hasn't been a priority just because of there's so many things that I've, that I've been doing. How do you make it a priority? What does that mean? What does that look like? And do you mm -hmm. leverage like a GoBundance, say your pod or whatever? Like how yeah. do you make that a priority? What does that look like for you? Well, one of the things that I'm, that I'm doing now is like, okay, so Tuesday nights and Thursday nights will be the nights that I can go out and have a date, yeah. right? Um, and then of course, during the weekends, but those are gonna be, are gonna be the time that I would be able to date. Very cool. Yeah. Tinder, you swiping? Swiping. Left, a right. little bit on hinge. Here, yeah, yeah, here and there. 
Yeah. What is it? Unhinged? Hinge? No, Hinge. hinge. That's hinge. another one? Hinge is one. I'm out yeah. of the game. I'm not on Tinder that much. Out of the game. Way out, out of the game. game. So I have no idea what, uh, what, what Hinge or whatever is. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how about contribution? What are you doing from that standpoint? Contribution. Um, so I have volunteered in the past for One Life. Mm. And I also am part of their monthly retainer. Yeah. Um, I support... Uh, a kid in through the compassion organization. Um, I send 500 bucks a month to my grandparents in Peru. Sure. And I pay for my mom's car. Oh, too. wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so oh, you got that like locked down, man. You know exactly where you're contributing. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Very so, cool. So that's what I do. And then now, interesting story. Um, today, actually, they're going to decide a nonprofit. The nonprofit that I used to work for in college. Uh, I get a call in December from the owner of the nonprofit. He's like, hey, Diego, I know we haven't spoken about in years. We we chatted a bit and then he asked me if I would want to be a board member of the nonprofit. Yeah. So I told him, yes, if it works out, that would be a great way for me to continue to give back. Um, so they're actually deciding today if um, they have my bio and stuff and they're going to decide today, or at least they're going to be sharing wow. that I could be part of that as a board, I've never done that before. Sure. Um, so that's going to be a great way for me to yeah. to fulfill that contribution you'll, pillar. You'll as figure a way. it out. You'll yeah, and it's called it the Children's Campaign. Yeah. Um, and they're supporting kids uh, too, like from everywhere, right? But a lot have to do with like people like like me when I came when I was a kid, right? Yeah. I didn't have those resources. Um, like, and if I can provide that or just provide a, li a little bit more insight to families, for example, of like, because as a kid too. Uh, for example, my parents didn't speak English, mm. right? So I was the one, and I'm I'm, I'm the older brother. Um, so and I was the oldest kid, son, or whatever from like all my family too. So I was the one that was translating. So we would go to banks. I was a translator at 10 years old. If wow. we go to the doctor's appointment, I was translating. Yeah. So it was sort of like, like being able to also relate with those kids. Like, hey, you're gonna become an adult, I guess, super quick because you're having conversations of like that normal kids may not have as much and you're translating those things. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. I got a, a five minute warning over there for this, uh, for this event. So let's, <laughs> awesome. uh, let's do this. We're going to wrap it with a question from the GoBundance card game, the 10 of hearts. Yeah. Eh, this isn't that bad. You, don't worry. You were asking, could I have the question earlier? I said, no, Ew. but if you cashed it all in to live mm -hmm. on, to live in one spot forever, where would it be? Ooh, so, shoot, to live in one spot forever? Forever. So right now, I'm in love with Puerto Rico. Love Puerto Rico. Yeah, I love Puerto Rico right okay. now. Um, yeah, Puerto Rico is where, yeah, so right now, so at this point in my life, I would go to Puerto Rico, Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, because I love salsa dancing, I love the community and is all this, that stuff. Is this happening? What? Go to Puerto Rico? To move there and stuff? Yeah. No. Oh, well, no. There's a whole tax advantage. I mean, that, that too. Yeah. But I have a lot of things in Austin to like. True. I mean, I'm exploring it. So yeah. I'll I'll say that. I am exploring <laughs> it. I do want to buy a short-term rental there this sure, year. Sure, sure. Uh, I am exploring what that would take, but yeah. What about, but, a, what is it about the salsa dancing? The community, it's like both English and Spanish too. Mm. So I like that. Um, also, because of my immigration status, I cannot leave the United States. 
So mm. if I leave, I can come back in for 10 years, which is why I mentioned like Puerto Rico, like right now, that will be it. Um, but if I were- to, Right, if you went to Canada, uh -huh. you're stuck in Canada? Yeah, I can. If, for example, I haven't been able to go to Peru to see my grandparents yeah. and to at least see my granddad in um, in 20 years, wow. 23 years now. I didn't, I guess that, may, I mean, it makes sense as far as, uh, you know, I don't mean it makes sense, but like, you know, I yeah. get it because of the whole immigration status and all that, but- Wow, I never that just never yeah. clicked for me. Yeah. That you can't even go see them. Yeah. And but I mean, at the end of the day, I would still live in the United States. I mean, yeah. I figured um there's a lot of opportunity. It's also probably the only country that I've known like that. Sure. Um, but there's potential. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico. And Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Diego. All right. We'll it's still see. the United States. It is, right? it is, um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see if you make cool. this happen. Yeah. Very cool. Where can people learn more about you? Where do you want to direct them so they can find out more? Yeah, they doing? can go to, they can follow me on Instagram at Real Diego Corzo. I share a lot of great tips there. They can see everything that I'm doing. Every day, right? Yeah, every day, every tips, day yeah. tip of the day. Uh, yeah, and they can go to ratrace2fi.com to learn more about everything that we have going on. We just did a conference for 120 people. We yeah. have retreats for short-term rentals, wholesaling. Um, yeah, we, we do a lot. Unbelievable. Always a pleasure, brother. Thanks for being on. Thank you, Jamie. Absolutely. Take care. Well, that's it for this episode, but be sure you subscribe for future episodes. Give us a rating and review as well. It just helps us grow the podcast, grow the reach, and give as much value as we can to you on a week-to-week -week basis. Be sure to go over and check out GoBundance.com while you're at it. Check out Emerge if you're a future millionaire, our elite division if you're in that $1 to $5 million range, or our champion division at $5 million plus. Or on the women's side, GoBundance Women is available for all of you to join an amazing group of millionaire entrepreneurial women. And if you haven't already, jump on tribeofmillionaires.com and order the book that is the namesake of this podcast. And you'll learn all about what this whole GoBundance thing is, what masterminds are about, and the power of community, accountability, connection, and all of that as you pursue your goals. Thanks for listening again. We'll talk to you soon.